There's a rule for that may contain mature themes. So listener discretion is advised. silence to get like the room <laughs> a moment of silence for harambe who died i don't know how long ago that was like 2016 I, was it it was like 2016 i'm gonna look that up right now because <laughs> i need to know yeah we're like in 2019 and everyone still be like in 2016 <laughs> yeah it was may 28th 2016 wow. a three-year-old boy climbed into a gorilla enclosure in the cincinnati zoo because his mom was dumb <laughs> Is that the official reason? No, I added that last part. It was it was the official reason. <laughs> because his mom was a stupid. Rest in pieces. Rest in pieces, Harambe. We will always pour one out for you. Sponsored by Harambe. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored at the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> start oh, no. 2019 harambe jokes <laughs> we use dead memes for comedy <laughs> that's my only form of communication is dead memes dead memes my only form of communication with the outside world it's a t-shirt now <laughs> i wish we speak the language of the dead memes <laughs> the dead meme scrolls are here dead meme scrolls <laughs> This, this whole podcast is just going to be me laughing, isn't it? <laughs> I know how to make you laugh. I don't know how to make any other person laugh, but that's okay. Well, you know, I'm easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. And that's now out on the internet. But a chop. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to There's a Rule for That. We're officially starting this podcast. It's the first episode. Hooray! <laughs> So, I'm Lindsay Berry. I'm Brianne Bradley. And we are hosting this lovely podcast. Um, so, what There's a Rule for That is all about is we look at convoluted and kind of confusing rules of tabletop games, and we dumb them down for people. Like me! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brianne. <laughs> You've been diagnosed with the dumb down. No! You have three weeks. <laughs> three weeks to get smarter, three weeks to live. Ah! <laughs> okay, since this is the first episode, we're gonna keep it light and happy. And since it's Valentine's Day, we're gonna be talking about marriage. I swear we're actually professionals, but we're not really professionals. Yeah, sure, professionals. Professionals with big air quotes. The the biggest air quotes. (laughs) So imagine this. You're in a group and you can imagine how many how many people are in this group that you just imagined. Eight. Eight people. That's so many people though. Oh that is. Oh, let's do just do five. Okay, five. Five people. So you have five people in your D&D group, and you know, you have a wonderful DM, everything's going smoothly, and your character and another player's character are getting it on, like, nicely, <laughs> like Donkey Kong. You guys, are getting, you guys are getting along nicely, you're getting along smoothly, and y'all decide that you want your characters to get married, to get hitched. This is actually going to come in handy because an NPC just proposed to my main character. Oh my gosh, I hope you say no. (laughs) It's too late, she said yes! Love is in the air, it's contagious! (laughs) So, you're there, you're married, you're just like, oh my gosh, but how do we actually legitly get married in D&D? Well, you're going to have to go find yourself a lovely cleric, or anybody who can do... I have one of Abjuration those. spells. 
Abjuration spells? Ad- abjurations. Adjuration. Agitation spells. <laughs> as long as they can do a level one spell, they could probably perform this. Um, and I have Unless all my notes on my... I have all my notes on my phone. Um, so there's a spell that you can do called Ceremony. Huh. That seems like it wouldn't be a spell necessarily. Well, it's kind of a spell. It's a ritual spell. But... Oh. We'll get into that next episode. Yeah. Wink. (laughs) So during this ritual spell, um, you can cast within, you must be within 10 feet of the caster in order for it to work. And um, everyone else stand back. Everybody else stand back or else you're going to get hurt. Um, Or married. And if you don't do components, that's fine. But if you do use components, you're going to have to use all three components. Um, as well as 25 GP, which is gold. You're you have, have to, to be use... rich to get married. <laughs> You're going to have to be rich. Well, weddings are expensive. Yeah, and... but normally you're buying food. Yeah, but everybody knows weddings are expensive. You have to get the dress and the venue. Don't even mention the painter that has to paint your portrait. <laughs> the, pla- the place cards. You're going to have to. The family you have, have to, to import. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to hire a bard, too. Ah. Yeah. You can't be a bard at your own wedding. You're going to have to hire a new bard. I mean, if you identify as a bard, you're always a bard. <laughs> I'm trans bard. <laughs> I might be a cleric, but I identify as a bard. Definitely. So if you, if you can perform this, it's an instantaneous ritual after the ritual is done, which will take one hour, which is usually how long a wedding lasts until the reception. And then it goes all night. That's fair. So when you cast the spell, you can choose one of the following rituals, and there's many different rites that you can choose uh, performing this. First one, and I'm going to have to go through this, to get to the lovely wedding part. Within this ceremony, you're going to have to choose one of the following rites. You can either do an atonement, which you touch one willing creature whose alignment has changed. So if it has gone from a chaotic neutral to a chaotic evil, you can turn them back into a chaotic neutral. Just in time for love. (laughs) Yes, perform an exorcism and then get married. (laughs) That's how it goes. Exorcism. Um, Now make sure that they can (laughs) not pass a DC insight check, which is a very high, you have to get a nat 20. Oh man, what if what if you're rolling to get married though? Hold you, on. Okay. Hold on one moment. If you successfully roll that nat 20, you can restore them to their original alignment state. Or else you're going to have a chaotic evil in your party from now on and that's going to be a very bad or it could be very good. You never know. Yeah. D&D is a very versatile game. <laughs> it's true. The next one that you can choose from is Bless Water, which kind of right there in the title, you can bless water, make it holy. The next one is a coming of age. You get a bar mitzvah <gasps> in D&D if you want yes. to do one. Um, you touch one young adult humanoid. Sorry, all monstrosities that people play in homebrew or any monster creations in homebrew. Very Rip. sorry. Rip in pieces. For the next 24 hours, once the young adult has been touched, whenever the target makes an ability check, it can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the ability check. Plus, the creature can benefit from this right only once. So once 24 hours is done, it done, son. It done. All done. It did done, done. Goodbye. What does that mean for your relationship? We'll figure that out. (laughs) Next is dedication. You touch one willing humanoid who wishes to be dedicated to your god's services. This is how conversion works in D&D. For the next 24 (laughs) hours, whenever a target makes a saving throw, it can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to their save. It's just like that bar mitzvah we just talked about. (laughs) The next one is funeral rites. Your character is dead. It did done died from that silver dragon. You can touch one corpse, and for the next seven days, the target can't become undead by any means short of a wish spell. Wish spells are OP. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> if you can bring somebody back to the dead from wishing it, not even Genie from Aladdin could do that. Yeah, that's against the rules. Everybody knows that. <laughs> now, last but not least, we get to the wedding. 
After okay. after your party is dead, they've become of age. They've thrown the best bar mitzvah. They've converted to Christianity. <laughs> they've converted to Christianity. In D and D, they've converted to um, who is it? Core. Is it core? I don't know. I only I think I'm not sure if my the gods in my game are uh, homebrew or not. Oh jeez, I think uh, I think core is like one of the gods of war. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> but everybody's dead except for you and your loved one and whoever knows this spell. And touch an adult uh, two adult humanoids willing to be bound together in matrimony and holy matrimony. And for the next seven days. Each target gains a plus two bonus to their AC while they are within 30 feet of each other. A creature can benefit from this right only only when they are married, but they can only be benefited from this right again if they are widowed. So you can become a black widow, basically. Kill off your spouse, remarry, get that right all over again for the next <laughs> seven days. Wow. You can become That's unstoppable. That's unholy matrimony. Unholy matrimonial. <laughs> well, it's like here's here's what I would think. People can like make a character and they're like super seductive and everything, but it turns out they're a chaotic evil. That every time they get married, dun dun dun, they kill off their spouse right before seven days ends. You'd have to get a, a bunch of different clerics, or have this cleric be in on it. Yeah, down to kill. Yes. They are down to clown with the Raven Queen. DTK. Down to kill. <laughs> down to kill with the Raven Queen. The Raven Queen is like, I got you home skillet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that would actually be really fun to do is like a black widow and her accomplice in D D. You'd have to well, I guess if you're marrying the guy, then you get his gold when he's dead. So then that can just keep paying for itself. Cause I was gonna say twenty-five gold again to do this right over and over again. Yeah. That's that's gonna get that's gonna get expensive. You marry him. And how many days do you have to Seven. You have seven days of this of this right. So what's seven times twenty-five? Because I can't math. Uh let me pull up my calculator because <laughs> I can't math either. There's people in the audience crying. Now. I know, but they're like, oh my gosh, they don't know how to math. That's horrible. How did they get through high school? We didn't. That's what we did. We didn't. We didn't get through high school. Rest in pieces. Rest in pieces, high school. <laughs> so seven times 25 is 175. That's a lot of gold. Yeah, that's a lot of gold. That's like, I'm not saying that's like a lot of gold. That's not like a ton. But that's a lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. I'm saving up for a keep right now. So like any amount of gold above like one is really expensive to me. <laughs> Only pay in copper, please and thank you. <laughs> So after you get married to your beloved one, your beloved NPC, or beloved player, not in real life, but in fake life, in the D&D world, what comes after getting married? Well, the marriage ceremony. Like, well, yeah. well, after the ceremony. Okay. You have to, how do you reconcile this among with like, like other players? Well. Like, do they get married too? Do you just like. No, I think, I think it become, it's between the two willing players. They're like, hey, let's get our characters married. And we're like, okay. And the others just have to like sit there through the whole session. And yeah, like, basically. I guess I'm doing nothing today except for maybe ruining a wedding, Bernie style. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or can go Princess Bride with the with the priest. There you go. With the marriage. Marriage is what brings us two together today. Two love. <laughs> <laughs> love. Two love. That Say tween. man and wife. <laughs> to tween within a dweeb. Man and wife. Man and wife. <laughs> they are wed. So after after the burning man ceremony of the party, um, what comes after the wedding and the ceremony? First comes love, then comes marriage, then, then it's comes time. a baby and a baby carriage. Which means it's time to get down to that funky sound. <laughs> And what we're going to do for this is, well, I'm going to tell you about it, but there is a lot that goes into this rule, into the rule of pregnancy. Yes, that is a rule. Pregnancy. Yeah. Am pregnancy. I? Am I pregnant? <laughs> per <laughs> am I pregnant? Pregante. Pregante. You got to gotta roll that R. Pregante. Pregante. So, 
I killed her. She's dead. <laughs> That's it for this show. Goodbye. Who get pregante? <laughs> That's all, folks. Bye, guys. Just kidding, we're back. Okay, so pregnancy rules. In all honesty, before I even look this up, this is the whole entire reason why this podcast popped into my head. Because I was thinking to myself, is there, is there a rule for, for pregnancy in D&D? Because I wanted to look it up. Because I have a friend of mine plays D&D, we have D&D characters, and our D&D characters are in love. Y'all about that shipping. Yeah, we all about that shipping. The thing is, though, both of our characters are girls, and we're like, would polymorph work? Would polymorph get upragante? What? I've, ne- <laughs> I've never thought of that. And so I looked it up, and polymorph not only Aren't can there turn enough you- dwarves in the world that just needed to be adopted into a lovely, lovely, loving home <laughs> for one dollar a month. You too <laughs> can help get a dwarf into a loving home. But no, uh, what it is, because um, not only poly can polymorph make you into like whatever race, homebrew or not, it can also switch sexes for that time, for that time allotted in the polymorph. It's like se- sexy jutsu from Naruto. Yeah, sexy no jutsu. And you have, you you polymorph and then all the clouds come and, so, and surround all your private parts. <laughs> it's beautiful. No, but we were thinking about that. Because uh, it's PG-13. Yeah, it's... it's D&D is a hard R if you choose the right party. <laughs> or if you choose the wrong party. <laughs> hard R orgies all the time in this party or not at all. That's how we work here. That's okay. I'll just keep it over in the, the PG realm where where sex is not okay. However, you can kill anybody for any reason. <laughs> Don't worry. It's only fantasy violence. <laughs> So, so basically, pregnancy, it can happen to anyone. Remember to wear protection. But if you don't wear protection, <laughs> you gotta get that AC up. Is there and, a protection spell? No. For... I think there's a homebrew. I'd have to look it up, but... Wow. Yeah. This is opening up so many possibilities. <sighs> so many doors are opening that I didn't think could be opened. <laughs> I'm gonna read this article. I'm 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 straying from my notes, and I'm gonna read the uh, read some of the article. That's fine. Who's um, it by, and where is it from? So it's from the R A F I M R P G Wikia page, and everybody knows that wikis are the only source of true fact. Close your textbooks, kids. <laughs> Close your textbooks, kids. <laughs> they can't be edited by random people on the strangers. Wikia is the future the of internet. the truth. <laughs> Apparently this is a this is a thing that has been around since July of 2011. So this is an old rule, guys. This an old rule. I was gonna say that's pretty new considering how old D and D is. Yeah, D and D's like 80 years old. It's not 80. I was born in the 80s. Yeah, but th- th- that's like 30 years. <laughs> 30, born... 80, same difference. Also, They're all it was pretty old. much. I'm pretty sure it was done in the 70s. So. My dad was playing it. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was definitely playing it. Anyway, back to the topic of pregnancy. Shout out to dad. Hi. Love you. Pregnancy rules. Reading this right now. Many species are genetically capable of, in the setting of Dungeons and Dragons, everybody knows that. You can play anything from a human to the more recent turtle, the turtle race. I want to be Master Uguay. I mean, you can. It's D&D 5th edition. Gasp! You can be Master Uguay, a turtle <laughs> monk. That would be fantastic. You should. I should. <laughs> you should make yeah, Master make Uguay. Uguay. <laughs> he's going to be the best, and he's going to be the fun. And the slowest. (laughs) And the very slowest. He has a dex of five. Wow. As a general rule, unless there's a specific half-breed race listed, offspring from a union between compatible species are of the monster race. So if you have anything outside of like the half-human, or the half-elf, the half-orc, it's considered a monster race. Okay. So if you have something like, say, a human and a minotaur, which... It's already a, a monster race as it is, but you have a half minotaur, which is considered a monster. Yeah, or, no kidding. It's also considered a freak of nature. Yeah, or <laughs> with a um, say a dwarf and a half and an elf. It's not a half elf. That, 
known as a monster race. What, what's it called then? A dwarf. It's known as a dwarf. A dwarf. We'll I just, don't know. We'll just stare off into the distance because you couldn't have come up with something better. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. How about how about a bearded beautiful boy? I like this. A bearded beautiful boy. Bearded beautiful boy. They have amazing charisma and the strength of a god. Do they get the best of both races or do they get the worst of both races? I think, or is it a mixture? Do they get like it, the bad knees of the dwarves? I think it is a the, mix. Huh. I think it is like you you just need to like roll that dice and see what each <laughs> each child gets. Oh, you get dad's hair and mom's beautiful bodacious booty. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. Get the best of both worlds. So with that in mind with all these monster races, though there are specific offspring that may also have physical features that are similar to that of the father thrown in. With permission from the D from the DM, this might allow members of other races in your party, for example, to take um, feats and use magical items and abilities normally reserved for only a certain race. Okay. So it's like if you have a human and a dwarf come together, you could have like a human that has they could have like dark vision. That would be so nice. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. But on on that note, on the crossbreeds, you also have to think about sterility. Fertility is what I'm gonna use, because that is a dumb word. Sterility. Sterility. So fertility is kind of a fickle thing in um, yeah. D&D. It's a fickle um, thing in real life. In real life, too. And it's also known that many crossbreeds can breed true or be infertile. Okay. As a result of their parents. Now, whether or not your crossbreed character is fertile or not is up to personal preference. Or if you want to use a percentage dice. So some people prefer that. Yeah. Here is kind of the rundown. If there is the relation of the species, the percentage chance of being fertile, and some examples. So you have some closely related species, which have a third, uh, which have a 75% chance of being fertile. You have those like half elves and half orcs. Um, those are closely related species because they're humanoid. They're more humanoid. Mm -hmm. Then you have the near species, which are 50-50. They can either be fertile or sterile. It really depends. Uh -huh. um, and these are the half dragon, half fae type yeah, of people. Dragon. Yes. Oh, which, well, I, I guess there's dragon born. Okay. I was like, no, 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 no. Actual half dragon? Actual half dragon. Like, one of the parents is a literal dragon, and the other one is another race. I am so about this. Yeah, but think about it. You have to be a major furry to be a dra half dragon. Ouch. Because. Ouch. How is Babby formed? Duh! I know how Babby forms! <laughs> how does Babby form? <laughs> Is it the is it the dad who's the dragon or the mom who's the dragon? Now that's the question. That's always the question. That's always the question. Can a half like half human half dragon be hatched out of an egg? Because if the mama be the dragon, then she gonna be laying eggs because she doesn't somehow magically have a womb now. I mean, I'm just saying. Got be real kinky. <laughs> it's a real kink right there. <laughs> a kink that I'm not willing to go into on the first episode. This is a children's program. What? <laughs> so I have a question then. What's the difference between a half dragon and a dragonborn? Half dragon and a dragonborn? Um, the dragonborns are a species. Wait. You're trying to get me off topic. No, we I'm genuinely curious. Is this going to be a future topic or... I mean... Should this be a future episode? I think this should be a future episode. Let's put a pin in it. But do you have like a brief explanation for the moment? Okay. Half dragon half, uh, versus dragonborn. Dragonborns used to be human. But then they gave up their human bodies for dragon bo for like half dragon bodies. I had no so idea. They're basically anthropomorphic dragons. Yeah. But half dragons are basically the furry community part of, form of dragon anthropomorphism, which is that they have hair on their heads and they look more human than huh. dragon. Okay. So that's your brief rundown. I'm going to have to Google image search this. Yeah. Make with sure safe search on. Yeah. Make sure you have that safe search on because <laughs> you don't want to get scarred or watched by the FBI. That's fair. But then again, you and I being you and I, we probably already have the FBI watching us. 
Hi, folks. <laughs> Guys, we swear. We're okay. We're, we're good noodles. <laughs> Frederick, if you're watching, I hope your kids are doing all right. Yeah. And Martha, still seeing you Friday for that brunch next week? You get your own brunch terms with your FBI agent? Yes! Don't you? No, I don't think I could look my FBI agent in the eye. Dude, talk to his wife. Okay. Get, get in with his wife. <laughs> you guys, girl, you girls can have spa days together. I've never had a spa day. Oh my gosh. We need to get together then and do that spa day. We should do spa day. Oh gosh, spa day. Podcast spa day. <laughs> this is only the first episode. We're off to a great start. I like it. I know. So back on topic with um, the near species. So we left off with near species. So it's a 50-50 chance. Now a distant species is the last category that we look at. And that is a 25% or less chance of being fertile. So you're more likely to be sterile with a, with distant parents than you are with close related parents and race, not actual relatedism. Okay, so like what what kind of creatures would that be? So this would be uh, like half trolls, half to uh, half minotaur. These are like monsters. 25% seems yeah. pretty high for those guys. Well, it's monster races versus the humanoid races. So it's like my my mom is a, my mom's a hag and my dad is a human. Yikes. Yeah. Um half hag. <laughs> Imagine that parent-teacher conference. <laughs> that's gonna suck. So, um, so that's a twenty-five percent chance or less. Okay, of being fertile. Of the child. Yeah, of being fertile. Of the offspring. Of being the fertile. yeah, of the offspring being fertile. Speaking of fertility, we're gonna go into the first thing about this rule, which is fertility checks, cause that's a thing. Oh, fun. Yeah. So you're gonna take your d twenty. Okay. And you're gonna roll it. Uh, what did you roll, Brianne? I didn't roll. Ugh, you gotta roll. Okay, rolled a 14. Okay, 14. Uh, what type, um, what type of race would you, would you be? Off the top of your head. A half fay. Half fay. So you're gonna be of, uh, less, uh, less, I don't know how to say this word. Fecund? Fecund? What's, do you have it, like, pulled up? Yes. F-E-C-U-N-D. Fecund. Fecund. Fasuned? Fickled? I was gonna I was gonna look up my phone on how to pronounce that, but my So phone's... you rolled you rolled a 14. So in order for you to get pregante, uh the, the person has to make a DC of a natural 20. Wow. To get you pregnant. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Hmm. There's there's three categories. I mean eventually you can get there. Yes. There's three categories of fertility. There's highly, moderately, and less. So highly is kind of like your your hive mind type thing. So like your goblins, your uh, your kobolds, anything that has like oh my gosh they breed like rabbits mm -hmm. type of thing. So <laughs> they have they have a, like a high fertility rate. Okay. And so their DC is going to be a little bit less in order for them to get pregnant. Moderately is kind of like your humanoids, your humans, your orcs, your that type of thing, your half elves, half orcs. They're going to be at like the level that they should be at. And then you have your lessers, which is like your your fays, your dwarves, your your elves, that sort of thing. And that's going to have you're going to have to roll high in order to get one of those pregnant. <laughs> so, with a high with highly for highly fertile things, it really depends. Like if you rolled less than a four, you're infertile. If you roll a 20 or like a 17, you have to make a DC of five okay. in order to get pregnant. Moderately is one to five is infertile. Um, you, natural 20 is a, is a DC five, but if you have like a 16, 19, the DC is 10. And then the less is like when you roll the 14, it has to be a 20. If it's like a 20, if you roll the 20, it has to be, it's a DC of 10. Uh, if you rolled less than a 10, you're infertile. Okay. I think I understand. Yeah. So it really depends on the race. You roll your 20, you roll your, your D20 mm -hmm. and then whatever you rolled, you check the chart and that will give you your DC. Of I'm glad what? that there is a handy chart. Yes, there's a handy, because handy I don't chart. Think I didn't really absorb much of that. Yeah, there's. A I get what you mean. There's a handy dandy chart. Where would one find that chart? You could find that chart posted on our Twitter after this. Awesome. After this is posted. Um, I'm going to be posting that. So yeah, I'm going to be posting that handy dandy thing as well as a link to the website that I got it from. 
um, which is going to be on the description in the description of this podcast. So we're going to move on. You have that fertility all ready to go. There's also additional modifiers for this rule. Okay. So the use of a fertility spell, which is apparently a thing, or related magics means that no roll is needed. The female is instantly enchanted to her peak of ovulation. Wow. (laughs) First episode. First episode. We are coming in hot. (laughs) And for races that are unable to crossbreed, no roll is necessary because you are incapable of becoming pregnant with whatever species you're trying to get together with. It said it right in the, 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 you said it. Right there. Unable. 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 Unable, which means you are not able to do the thing. You're not able to sex each other in order to have a baby. (laughs) Unless your DM is incredibly nice, talk to your DM. That's not our problem. That's not our problem. Don't send your DM to us because we are going to deny everything that you said. Denied. We're going to deny. We did not. We did not sleep with that woman. (laughs) I did not have sex with her. (laughs) (laughs) Old jokes. Old jokes. Dead memes. Old jokes. Going way better for that one. Yes. Now, the next step of after finding out how fertile your character is, you're going to go over to the person doing the pregnation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I said that. You couldn't have put that a better way. Yep. I am classy for a woman. So this is your conception check, which the man of the relationship will make. The second role is to determine if a conception happens. Your DM can make this as graphic or ungraphic as they want. That's not our problem. Me, preferably, I would like less graphic. (laughs) Less graphic. They're just there. They have a baby. But we understand when more of you, when some of you want more graphic. So you can do on a scale of real life to Sims. (laughs) <laughs> you do you. You do you. Do the woohoo. I choose woohoo. <laughs> I choose woohoo over real life. Some people choose sex ed. Happy Galentine's Day. <laughs> on this conception check, the, the man gets a DC bonus depending on their race. So whether they are more humanoid, more monstrous, or more fey, it really depends. So if you are one of those breed-like-rabbit races, you get a plus two. Moderate, nothing. If you are one of the fae, you get a negative two to your roll. Wow. Yeah. It's really hard to get pregnant as a fae. Uh, yeah, now I know that. <laughs> so you, you will roll your DC, add your modifier, or subtract your modifier. And if you pass the DC, congratulations, you're pregnant. If not, you are not pregnant. You are not the father. No. So we're going to add more additional modifier rules. Because of the impassioned nature of such acts that a man and a woman can get together for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise tomorrow. Amen. Yo. (laughs) Um, The male male barbarians, if if you're classed as a barbarian, can use their rage constitution on their role. <laughs> rage sex. Oh no! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is actually a type of porn. Uh, yes it is. I'm not looking it up though. <laughs> so barbarians can use their rage constitution on their role rather than their normal constitution score. If demonetized. We're, we're demonetized and we're explicit now. This is going to be rated E for explicit. That's going to say for everyone. <laughs> rated E for everyone that likes explicit content. <laughs> um, so now this is going to give us a really bad rated E. If the female achieves an orgasm around the same time as the male, a plus two is added to the male's constitution check. Oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't tell me how in-depth this got. This gets in-depth. If a man and a woman love each other very much, they may, must make a constitution saving roll <laughs> in order to get pregnant. <laughs> if there's some things I'd never say. If there's more than one male partner, it becomes a negative one to each male with, with around for each male. 
Okay. Each male that is added, making it an orgy. Wow. This guy. Gives, gives the male a minus one to their constitution. That escalated quickly. <laughs> For every man that is in this, they get a minus one. Wow. Yeah. Pro- oh, a properly apri- applied, fully functional condom, which apparently are real in d and I don't know. Are they a wondrous item? <laughs> are they wondrous is it an ultra rare item can you only find it at the end of the dungeon i guess d- d- is there rubber to rubber production plants like <laughs> are there rubber trees is this a thing i don't know is this the early plastics ask your dm if you or a loved one has been affected by condoms in D. you may be entitled to financial compensation wow so I don't know if my mom can listen to this now. <laughs> I know that all of my coworkers who I've talked to about this are definitely not gonna listen to this after the first episode. Wow. <laughs> Including my bosses. Yeah, I don't know. Hi guys, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> I don't know if my friends are gonna watch now. Hey, hey, all of all of Brianne's friends, just skip this episode. Everybody who we've ever talked to. We're 40 minutes in. Skip this episode. Just skip it. Wait for the second episode. Just wait. It'll come eventually. That's what she said. Pun intended. (laughs) We're editing this part out. All of this part. We're deleting this podcast. We're done. This is the first episode and we've already messed up. Anyway, perfect. Back to back to back to preventatives. Pregnancy, pregnancy preventatives. Back to sex ed. Back to sex ed for D and D. So, the fully functioning condom <laughs> will totally negate becoming pregnant. Well, so you don't yeah. have to worry about that. However, you have to make a DC seven intelligence check in requirement to put on the condom. You have to have a... Wow, that's kind of high for some people. No offense. (laughs) You're not playing a kobold. Come on. You never know. You never know. I've heard of PC kobolds. Oh my gosh. Shout out to all my kobold buddies. What's up, Kirknack? (laughs) We love you. After all of that, after the conception has happened... Now we have to go from conception to acceptance. We're skipping to the final stage of grief. That was that was so, so fast. I know. From conception to acceptance. So you have to go through an acceptance check, which goes back to the woman of the party. An acceptance check. So what happens is the third and the final roll, this is the final roll, guys. The final roll is made by the female. It is a straight constitution check, which is a DC of 10. And of course, those modifiers that we talked about with highly fertile races are two, moderate is zero, uh, less fertile is negative two. You add that to your constitution check. Uh, If you pass with a DC of 10, congratulations, your body has accepted the baby and it's going to be a healthy pregnancy. Hooray! Yay! You're going to have a little player three. Yay! A little player three. So if you have like a normal failure, which is below a DC below 10, you have a miscarriage. Aww. Miscarriage or the the fertile egg says to the sperm and the sperm just goes away. Okay. Forever. And you don't get pregnant. No pregnancy happened. On a critical failure though, which is a nat one. <laughs> That's always The yikes. life of the female and the baby is in danger. Wow. So and she And this will is not still know. during the sex process, correct? Yeah. Well this is like after after this is like the final roll, and then you have to wait until like your character's nine months pregnant. Oh, okay. Unless you know there's a homebrew spell that instantly give makes you give birth. Oof, I'm Which, sure there is. Yeah, if we look hard enough, but I'm not gonna look because that's gross. That's disgusting, you perverts. <laughs> so on a critical failure, the birth the birth becomes dangerous, and during the birthing process, for each minute that goes by, the female takes. 4d4 constitution damage. Jeez. Due to blood loss and eternal hemorrhaging. Ah. And um, 
a DC a DC of 20, which is a fortitude check, or a strength saving throw must be made in order to have the damage. Mm-hmm. Or a medicine check must be made by someone who is proficient in medicine or a cleric. Side note, I've never met a cleric who isn't good in medicine. Oh. Um, who isn't proficient in medicine. Is our cleric proficient in medicine? Oh, no. I mean, she's not good at it. Oh, She's no. terrible. But, but she might not be proficient or she has cursed dice. She's got cursed dice. She let has, me tell Does she have Will you. Wheaton dice? What? Does she have Will Wheaton dice? Probably, yes. Oh, no. We gotta Wait. get we gotta get her to Talos and Jaffe staff. When she got new- Stat! Which, we gotta get Talos and Jaffe on the horn. I don't think it's even her dice. I think it's just her because when she got new dice, they worked for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> She's gotta meet Talos and Jaffe. Quick, she needs to give her a hug. <laughs> He's like the god of natural 20s. Nice. Rest in peace. You rest in peace, your cleric. <laughs> so, she divine smote herself once. Rest in peace, your cleric. <laughs> her god was nice and let her came back. <laughs> You're back. You're back. So, okay, so back on topic. She was um, also struck by lightning. A, uh, so you have you have your strength saving throw of D, of a twenty. But what's even harder is the medicine check. You have to be a DC of twenty five in order to and make sure that you can save at least one of them. Oh my gosh! And this is this is the um, this is after rolling a natural one. Mm-hmm. If both of the DCs are made, then the um, the effect of the damage is canceled. You don't take any damage. Now, the offspring can only be saved with a DC of 20 on a medicine check. Wow. It has to be administered immediately mm-hmm. or else the child is stillborn. Aww. It is possible for the child to survive, but not the mother or Ouch. vice versa. You so, get one or the other. Yeah, you get one or the other. Or neither. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So you can have... Don't roll a one. Yeah, just don't roll a one. You'll be fine. (laughs) Just don't let Will Wheaton touch your dice and you'll be fine. (laughs) Anyway, a heal check or a medicine check, depending on your whatever addition you're playing for D&D. After you make that check, it can be made in replace of the acceptance check, which um, on a natural one, however... It requires that the female roll the check instead with a negative four penalty. So instead, if you like, oh, I don't want this baby. Instead, can I do a medicine check? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Oh, I rolled a nat one. You're still going to have to do the acceptance check. But this time with a modifier of negative four mm-hmm. instead of like a negative two, zero, or plus two. At this point, why would you say, no, I don't want the baby? I don't know. Why? W- exactly. <laughs> You just devoted, like, how many, like, sessions to to being pregnant? And then you're like, ah, never mind. Never mind, I don't want it. <laughs> so, also, too, for, for, with perfectly functioning bodies, many species, such as, as fey descendant, plus, uh, plus related species, such as unicorns, gnomes, foxkin, and so forth. Apparently, foxkin is a, uh, a race. Is that different from Kitsune, then? I think so. Foxkin and Kitsune. Yeah. Huh. But unicorns? Who would want to have sex with a unicorn? Put your hand down. (laughs) So, even though due to their perfectly functioning bodies, as well as those who have conceived from, from good outsiders, don't know what that means, if you have conceived before, I guess, you don't have to make... A... My chair is very squeaky. Yeah, don't make it squeak. So you don't have to make the acceptance check if you've conceived before. Okay. You can just choose whether or not you want to have a baby or not. It's really up for you, the player, or the NPC, and the DM to decide. My next question really quick is who gets the baby? Do you have to like fight it out with? I think since it's um since both of you are playing a character, you can either have one of you playing the character or the DM okay. making the kid into an NPC. 
Okay. What well, that would suck. Like, oh, I'm I'm part of the party, but then my child is an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fate ever for a child. It wasn't born with pink hair. It's not the main character. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am, but your child is an NPC. No, where did I go wrong? <laughs> Well, I mean, marrying the blacksmith is one thing, but you know. <laughs> so uh, you don't have to make it if you've already conceived before. Now, if you are a related species, so it's like, say, oh, it's two elves or like two gnomes, two dwarves. You get a plus four for conceiving, which is weird, but understandable. Wait, what? So it's start like, over, start over. I wasn't listening. If a man elf and a female elf love each other very much, much oh, then it's compatibility. Get, the, yeah, it's compatibility. You're right? not dealing with the compatibility anymore. Yeah, they get base. Well, they get an advantage with the plus four to their DC. Okay. Now for cross species, there is no penalty for the exceptions check. Um, if they are closely related, a near species causes a minus two. And a distant species causes a negative four to the acceptance check. Okay. So it's like if you're crossbreeding like an orc and a gnome. That's basically a related species. Wow. So you don't get like a modifier for your acceptance. But if you have like a minotaur and a goblin, then it's like you get like a negative. Yeah. To the acceptance roll. So that's weird. Also. People are weird. Yeah, that's true. But then again, I like that half of this podcast is just us sitting here judging everybody. <laughs> we are judging every single D&D player, including ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we are judging everybody, including ourselves. <laughs> and then I'm, the future me is going to be judging the past me so hard while editing this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh. Why did you say all this stuff? This is going to come out and I'm going to be listening to it work and be like, uh, Why did we say this? <laughs> then your boss is going to be like, uh, Brianne, is everything okay? Everything's fine. Nothing's all right. <laughs> Nothing's. How is baby form? How is baby How girl get pregnant? <laughs> How you get pregante. That's oogie. Pregante. So, Can yeah. Get um, so I have a quick question. Yeah, what's up? So does polymorph work? Yes. Yes, it does. That's my question. So if you are poly- if you polymorph, say you have a same same sex couple, mm-hmm. beautiful same sex couple. Love, love is love, as long as you are near the age that you should be for each other. Mm-hmm. Very Pedo- Pedophilia is not allowed. Absolutely Get not. out. Get out if you're a pedo. Get out. Get out of my house. There's the door. The FBI are waiting for you. So anyway, now that they're gone. Finally. Oh my gosh. I can't believe was, you didn't say that at the top of the episode. It was so uncomfortable with them in the corner of the room. Ugh. 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 They were just standing there. Menacingly. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're cutting that out. Yeah, I'm editing. I'm, I'm editing this entire segment out. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, say you have a same-sex couple, and y'all want to have a baby, but you don't want to have like a surrogate come in, because surrogates also happen in D and D. Are you meaning surrogate? Yes. You're that's, saying surrogate. That's, that's what I meant. That's what I said. Surrogate. Surrogate. <laughs> surrogate. <laughs> to get to get to, pregnant. To get pregnant. <laughs> to get like another person involved and one of you happens to know polymorph that works there you go because not only does polymorph change you into a different species it can also change your sex while keeping the species that you are nice so for example yeah i'm getting an example here she's staring at me like i'm crazy like you've done this before yes yes i have but it wasn't graphic i can tell you that much (laughs) so In my group, we have um, two characters, mine and my best friends. Um, And my best friend, Bran, here is not part of that group. I'm sorry. But the person that uh, is part of this relationship, she is a gnome warlock named Safina. She's a beautiful, beautiful little gnome 
gnome lady. And my character is a homebrew race known as a half-oni. And half-onis are half-human, half-oni. Her name is Eno. And she is a cleric druid. She's a clerical druid. She is a dual class. She's a very tall girl. Tall. And her, small. her girlfriend is very small. <laughs> so our characters, we were talking about it. And I came across this. And so my character brought up, well, why don't one of us just polymorph so we can see how that feels. <laughs> and so Safina changed Eno into a man. Dun, dun, dun. And that was really fun to roll all of those things. Luckily, Safina did not get pregnant because they were in the very, 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 very critical part of the... Of of the of the story that we were a part of. So why did you? Tr- Never mind. Because they love each other. <laughs> it just so happened that they didn't use protection. <laughs> so, luckily, Safina didn't get pregnant. They didn't have a wondrous condom laying around. <laughs> no. <laughs> that wondrous item. <laughs> No, they didn't have to fight, like, any mimics for it. They didn't have to fight any silver dragons. <laughs> um, they didn't have to fight the beholder for it. That's they good. Just, they just didn't have it. So. <laughs> Never mind. We're not what? going there. It's like, why would the beholder have? I mean, why not? Why not? Why would anybody? I mean, with all those tentacles, you gotta have to Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, that was, a, that was an example. Like of, the, of polymorph. What a beautiful in example. Beautiful example for a beautiful day like Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's when we're recording this. And this is going to come out on the 16th of February. Okay. Uh, I don't know when in the day, but it'll come out sometime during the day. You'll know because you'll be listening to it. Yeah. So that was the podcast. <laughs> this is episode one. That was very. That was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions, but I swear this is gonna get better. It's gonna be like fine wine. It'll this was perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're like we're like fine wine. We're we get better as we age. We've already aged. <laughs> we this aged. podcast has aged me. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Within the hour that we've been sitting here, we have aged fifty years. At least. We're all the women now. What percentage die do I need to roll to know how much I don't know. I've you aged? have to make at least a 50. Ah. Uh, 50 on that percentage die. Well, so. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're glad to have you back next week. Or yeah. In two, or next episode. Next in episode. Whenever two we get weeks. together in two weeks. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Rule for That. That is our handle, um, which is a rule for that. You can find us there on Twitter. You can also email us if you want to suggest something for a future episode for at a rule for that at gmail.com. The dot com. The dot com. No, it's just a dot com. A rule for that at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also uh, download the podcast on uh, places like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Once again, uh, I'm Lindsay Berry. I'm Brianne Bradley. And this has been the first episode of There's a Rule for That. I hope you have your history check ready, because it's a high DC. Bye, Frederick. Bye.